Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. This show is heard on WBCQ The Planet every Monday and Thursday nights, I think, or maybe it's Friday. You have to double check that. The uh, times are subject to change. It's also picked up on our flagship um, Podomatic, as well as other platforms, including Amazon, iHeart, and a whole bunch of others. It's brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, among other things, runs a week-long family camp, and it's coming right up, folks, July 16th to the 21st. We still have some space available. Uh, Go to the website where you can get a camp application. Uh, If you need more information, you could contact us uh, just through our website and just say information about camp. It's at the Singing Hills Christian Camp in Plainfield, New Hampshire, which is just a little north and west of Concord, New Hampshire, the state capital, <clears throat> close to the Vermont border. And singinghills.org, I think, is the website. If you want to check out the grounds, beautiful venue, uh, the comfortable, uh, we have, uh, we don't have, we're not sleepy in tents. Uh, it's, uh, we have lodges and we have uh, many of the rooms for families. They have private baths and all that good stuff. And a great lineup of instructors and lots of uh, uh, great fun and fellowship. And again, uh, to learn more, visit our website, campconstitution.net. And we also have a weekend camp coming up in Jim Perloff, (coughs) who's been a guest on the show before, will be one of the uh, speakers. And that's the last uh, week of the weekend of September going into October. And that will be held at a different venue. And this will be our second annual family camp uh, in Tuftonboro, uh, Camp Sentinel. Anyway, for those of you who aren't uh, living in a, uh, in a remote area or under a rock or in a bunker uh, with no outside communications, this is Pride Month. Now, we know what the Bible says about pride. And I'm not talking about the pride you might have when you're a child of yours does well in school or you just worked hard and you accomplished something and there's a sense of pride in that accomplishment. That's not vain pride. We're talking about this pride of putting self first. Uh, this whole pride, this homosexual, transgender, it's all about narcissism. And now I'm 64 years old and I remember back in the <coughs> late 60s, early 70s, we were told, uh, that I remember an episode in All in the Family, Archie Bunker, where there was a homosexual character. He was a cool guy. He was not effeminate and swishy like a lot of the uh, stereotypes. Even in those days, he would have Hollywood always had some effeminate, overly effeminate person portraying uh, a homosexual. This guy was an athlete, and he was cool. And, of course, he has a dialogue with Archie, and he Archie's the bigot. And the, um, the argument back then was this simple. It said, anybody... Uh, what two consenting adults do in the privacy of their own home or bedroom is really nobody's business. That was that was the, uh, sorry about that, but I don't have a soundproof studio here. Uh, my dog's barking a little bit, but anyway, uh, so that was the, uh, the, 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 the view that they held in those days. They, we went, we're not going to get in your face. We're not going to promote it. What we do is our own business. And by the way, the uh, at that point, there were only a few homosexual organizations. The first one was the Mattachine Society, founded, I believe, in the late 40s, early 50s. 
And one of the members, I think they were all communists who founded it, even though the communists in communist countries, homosexuality is proscribed, <clears throat> but they promote it in non-communist countries to corrupt and demoralize and destroy that culture. And make no mistake about it, folks, that's the agenda. So Harry Hay was one of the more prominent, and um, he was considered the father of the gay revolution. He was also a communist. And um, he came into a little uh, a little disfavor when he was supporting uh, the group uh, that was a group, a child molestation group. Um, and I think they're defunct now. They were sued. Uh, this was a group where men who went after little boys and... Um, almost forgot the name of the group. And uh, some of the uh, homosexual groups did not allow these folks to uh, have floats and parades. And Harry Hay uh, stood up for them. You see, you have to have complete destruction of the family. That's the goal. It's not, there's no little halfway. So the left has a goal to replace the family. The state becomes the parent. And uh, we heard that with Hillary Clinton uh, in her book, uh, Every, uh, It Takes a Village. You know, it's, and the notion that uh, the children really don't belong to you. You house them. You may bring them into this world. You change their diapers. But the rearing and the education is up to the state because you have to be little vassals of the state. So back in the early 70s, it was just simply um, live and let live, do our thing, let us do our thing. We won't mess with you, you won't mess with us, and we'll be happy about it. But as time went on, they, these cities started in large cities, started having these so-called gay pride parades, San Francisco, Boston, New York. I don't know which city was the first, but... And then they had the flag. And the flag, by the way, this rainbow flag, there's a thousand versions, variations of it now, but it was uh, designed by a man in San Francisco to um, basically commemorate a riot, uh, a series of riots that took place at a sleazy homosexual mob-owned bar that was had lost its license and it was operating illegally. And some police had chased a homosexual prostitute into the place and they were attacked by the mob and it went on for a few days. So that's there. And that happened in late June. So that's why they picked June, this so-called gay pride. They get a whole month, and then they get a coming out day in October, I think, and they get other, uh, they got transgender days. It'll be a transgender month probably uh, in, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, and, and and then from there, uh, they were, I think Vermont was the first state to uh, have what they call civil unions, uh, same-sex civil unions. And then from there, it became um, same-sex marriages which is a really an absurdity because a marriage, the definition of marriage is between male and female. And um, you can't change that. It's like saying, well, gee, I don't want water to freeze at 32 degrees Fahrenheit, so I'm going to force Congress to change the law and let it freeze at 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Still not going to freeze at 40 degrees no matter what you do. So marriage is between a male and a female. The notion of same-sex marriage is absurd. It's, there really is no such thing, even though they've made laws that have. But there's a lot of there's been a lot of bad laws in the history of mankind, and just because there's a law allowing two men or two women to get married, it's interesting too. They use the term "gay marriage." Well, how does one prove his or her homosexuality in a court of law? Legally, what, 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 I mean, I go into court, my birth certificate says man, male, my wife's birth certificate said female, 
we can get married. No big deal. No one's, uh, oh, boy, gee, you really can't be married. Only time is that there are um, certain <coughs> laws that you can't. And I'll get into that a little bit. Uh, you can't marry your cousin. You can't marry your, your uh, stepmother, et cetera, et cetera. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit. So from there, uh, states, a number of states, mostly in uh, so-called blue states, uh, Massachusetts, I think, was one of the first. Uh, and then there was a, uh, a case, it was a Texas case in uh, 2003 that struck down the U.S. Supreme Court 6-3 to three decision that you can't have laws against sodomy. And at that point, numerous states had laws against sodomy. A number of states had repealed those laws without any U.S. Supreme Court interference, but they, uh, they ruled that uh, you, you can go ahead and commit sodomy, no problem. It's, it's a, and when that happened, and especially in 2015, the Obergefell v. Hodge case, that, uh, and it was a 5-4 decision, that uh, basically what happened was there was two narcissistic men who called themselves husband and husband. They lived in California where, it was, where their marriage was legal, and they moved to, at the time, Colorado, where it was not legal. And so they went to, they filed a case, and they won their case. And uh, I'll never forget oh, Obama, <coughs> who said he was against same-sex marriage uh, in 2008. He lit the White House up uh, with rainbow colors, and you saw the same thing in uh, New York. The skyscrapers all were the rainbow colors. And by the way, that rainbow was hijacked by the left. It was God's covenant uh, to, to mankind uh, after the flood. And that's what the, the rainbows are beautiful things, by the way. Uh, but the left has hijacked. They do it. They've hijacked a lot of beautiful things and uglified them. And by the way, what I'm saying today on this radio show, that's what I love about WBCQ. It is a free speech. There are a lot, even a lot of so-called conservative stations would not allow anybody to maybe mild criticism of the uh, militant homosexual agenda. But uh, this this would be illegal. If I was living in Sweden and made this broadcast, I would be put in jail and I'd be doing some serious time. That's how bad things have gotten on this subject. Uh, and by the way, I want to say this too. We are all sinners saved by the grace of God. I am a sinner saved by the grace of God. Uh, but there are sins that, uh, that we, we should not elevate sins, or promote sins as a good thing. And that's, um, you know, adultery is a sin. Having sex with someone other than your wife or husband, that's a sin. But so far, there aren't any adultery pride parades. There is no movement to make a, to uh, make adultery no longer a grounds for divorce and, and other issues. Or well, how about stealing? How about if we have uh, National Pride Steal Month where it's, uh, hey, look, it, uh, stealing isn't such a bad thing after all. I mean, but you know, especially if you have economic issues, you, you don't have a job. Or you're not you're not able you've been discriminated against because of whatever reason. So you have to steal. So stealing is a good social. It's a social good, and governments need to have uh, be promoted. They have a vested interest to promote it. It's absurd. Although with all these prosecutors, these George Soros backed prosecutors, they making basically making stealing legal, uh, and that's a topic for another time. So anyway, so uh, and so in 2015. Again, the Supreme Court, your Supreme Court struck down uh, or made uh, basically homosexual or same-sex marriage legal. 
in all 50 states. The so U.S. Supreme Court never had the authority to do that. That was a state issue. Uh, and it's interesting, too, some of these uh, people who tell us, especially libertarians, oh, we don't want, the state shouldn't get involved in marriage. And I had that debate on a Facebook page recently when somebody uh, said, why do, you, why do you have against gay marriage? And then he went on to say, uh, and I said, well, I have plenty against because it doesn't exist. Uh, but then he said, uh, the state should get out of marriage. Yeah, so I said, uh, well, I don't know of any movement, any program that libertarians have uh, uh, have in mind to get government out of marriage. In fact, they're more into marriage than ever before. And not only are they into marriage, but they're into promoting the homosexual lifestyle because they have now a state interest, a vested interest, or a compelling state interest. Now that it's legal, now they have to. Uh, they believe they have a. They have an obligation to promote the lifestyle, or really a death style, because those who engage in homosexual activity tend to have shorter lifespans. And maybe that's the reason behind it. After all, could that be? Could it be that the anti-family state, federal government, under the Biden, under Obama, under Clinton, and even under many Republicans who buy into it or just uh, don't, they may not. Um, Think, think it is a number one priority, but they do very little to oppose it. Uh, they'll pass resolutions su- supporting gay pride. Again, they may not be infatuated with it, but at least they uh, don't oppose it. And by not opposing it, you're supporting it. That's the bottom line. And they say the, th- the left says the same thing, you know, silence is death. You know, silence is is uh, consent and all this kind of thing. And in many respects, they're correct about that. So, um so getting, getting back to this uh, marriage. So I asked this person uh, who, uh, who didn't want any, any state involved in marriage. I says, well, what about, um, what about underage? What about marrying children under 16? Is that, are you okay with that? What about bestiality? There's laws against bestiality. What about, um, what about adultery? What about, um, uh, uh, what, what else did I say? Um, Oh yeah, you know, can I? What about marrying your brother, or marrying your sister, or marrying your mother, et cetera, et cetera? Are you in favor of? All, should the government not, not have laws against this? And he didn't respond. He didn't have an answer for it. A few years ago, when I was still living in Massachusetts, uh, there was a rather obnoxious state. Oh, all the Democrats tend to be obnoxious in Massachusetts, but he was pushing this homosexual agenda, transgender uh, nonsense, and. Uh, and this guy had more degrees in a thermometer. He was a real arrogant, uh, you know, he thought he was pretty smart and uh, questioned my uh, academic or my intelligence, you see. And I, uh, anyway, he, um, so I asked him a few questions. I said, um, he said, it's, it's not illegal for two men to marry in Massachusetts, but can two brothers marry? Can two sisters marry? Can a brother marry his sister and his brother? Can a, can a man marry his stepmother? Can a man marry his mother after father dies? And I went on and he got back and he says, I'm, you're not my district. He said, you ask your state senator. And I, I was kidding with him. I said, oh, I did. He told me you're the expert on it. So they couldn't answer these questions. And they say, well, what's next now that they're, uh, by the way, this, the culture is so immersed. And even though I, I think the percentage of these folks who engage in this behavior is relatively small, you would think that 95% of the population is homosexual or transgender. Uh, although there is an incredible increase in the number of children 
16 and under that, that want sex change operations. Gee, what makes them think that? I mean, where exactly did all of a sudden in the last four or five years? I mean, there were people who had uh, problems with their, with their, 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 they had psychological issues. They thought they were a man trapped in a woman's body, et cetera, et cetera. And they were basically needed mental help. Now the state is not just saying, hey, you need some help here. They're, they're aggressively promoting it in government schools uh, against the parents' wishes. They've even uh, tried to ban, uh, and they've successfully banned uh, certain types of therapy. So, you know, if I lived in there are some states like Massachusetts and New Jersey and, uh, and others that if I, as a parent, and uh, my child who's four, 12 years old say, gee, daddy, I'm really a girl, although uh, you know, birth certificate says I'm a boy, I, I, I'm a girl, and I, I demand... And I say, well, look, I'm going to have you. I'm going to have you talk to Reverend Jones or a psychiatrist with a Christian or Judeo-Christian perspective on this issue. That's banned. Can't do that. Although third parties have no connection to that child, they're free to turn that child, castrate that child, poison that child, destroy that child, uh, and on and on. And, and by the way, this notion that once the child, so-called uh, trans transforms or whatever the term they use, uh, the suicide level goes down. No, just the opposite. It, it, it either doesn't change or it goes up. So many of these young people that have come out and said they made a big mistake and some of the damage is irreversible, puberty blockers and then um, doing uh, cutting out very healthy organs. And any doctor that engages in this is a criminal. I don't care. Doctors are not supposed to, they, they cut out diseased organs, not healthy ones, especially in children. It is an abomination. And yet we're supposed to accept it. And if you don't accept it, you're a, tra you're a transphobe. Oh, you're a phobe. Well, I get news for them, these folks here. They are the true phobes. They're American phobes. They're Christian phobes. They're Judeo-Christian phobes. And, and we need to stand up. And uh, this is what you call tough love. And uh, you you're doing is wrong. And, and celebrating a lifestyle that adds, that, that takes years off your life isn't something that we should as a culture or country be engaged in. Um, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, you think you used to be able to go to a baseball game and put your uh, troubles behind you for a few hours. You can root for your team. Uh, something that, you know, it just it's a pastime. It's a distraction. It's and again, it's OK to have a distraction as long as you not become obsessed with it. It's a, it's OK to yeah, a little escapism. You get caught up in a game, got caught up in following your favorite team. Unless you're a gambler, it really or you have uh, you know, have a contract with the team or you're making money somehow. It really doesn't matter to most people. I mean, wouldn't lose a draw. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you still have your problems, and the uh, and most of these players uh, who do pretty well for themselves aren't really too concerned about you. Uh, but again, it was just escapism uh, and uh, a distraction from the day-to-day uh, -day activities. Now that becomes an obsession. But now, major league sports and I'm sure my league sports and others now think that they have a compelling interest to promote the homosexual lifestyle, the transgender lifestyle. And every single major league team has a pride night, except for the Texas Rangers. And people outrage the, the, the Twitter mob. This is horrible. Why don't they have a pride night? Well, why should they? They're a baseball team. 
They're not a homosexual club. Why should they have any kind of night? Uh, you know, fan, a fan appreciation, maybe uh, a military appreciation. Why should they have uh, an event celebrating sodomy? Not a lie, it's celebrating sodomy, but they do. The Texas Rangers, uh, the only team that do not have a specific night set aside to pr- to promote sodomy, although they've passed, uh, they they made statements supporting all. We we affirm everybody and so forth and so on. Um, Fenway Park in Boston, I uh, they fly the so-called pride flag. And I asked them if they would consider flying the Christian flag. No, nah, they don't want for, to celebrate Easter or Christmas. And you can fly a flag in front of a baseball park. It uh, doesn't matter if they're, play, if, they're, if they're in season. They can still fly. They can still fly the flag. See, the, um, there are some leagues that don't play uh, in June uh, or not many teams, the hockey, NHL. You know, uh, there's only a couple this playoff season and that's about it. You know, not all the team, but they still have to have pride. So they'll do it in May. Or they'll do it sometime during the year. They'll have their little rainbow, um, their little rainbow um, meme or rainbow NHL with rainbows on it and hockey sticks with rainbows on it and so forth. Who would have thought 20, 30 years ago th- that you would see these kinds of things? Uh, but that's what's happened to the culture. So what's next, folks? What's the next step? Well, um, it's really hard to say. I think this transgender thing caught a lot of people by surprise. Uh, now, back in um, 1970 and 71, somewhere around there, Gary Allen, the late, great Gary Allen, uh, authored an article, I think it was called On Morality, and he mentioned uh, the idea of uh, homosexual marriage or same-sex marriage. Back then, nobody was talking about it. Back in 1994 5, Congress passed the um, Defense of Marriage Act. Bill Clinton signed it into law. And what it did, it just said the federal government will not recognize any so-called same-sex marriage. It only recognize. So when it comes to filing income tax, when it comes to benefits, when it comes to um, uh, Social Security payments and all that, they only would recognize. So the states do what they want to do, but we at the federal level only recognize a man and a woman as a marriage. Oh, but that's not good enough for... Um, uh, that's not an, anymore. And it was, by the way, passed by a very wide margin. Uh, and some some abstained, some didn't vote, uh, but Democrats and Republicans alike. So it, was, uh, it wasn't something that was closely debated. Uh, and then just what, just last year or earlier this year, they passed another defense of marriage. They call it something else. And they had to, they had to include uh, interracial marriage. Somehow that's an issue today. It's not an issue. It hasn't been an issue for decades, but they make it an issue just to, uh, well, you can't vote against that. Or you're a racist and a homophobe. That's that. So a bunch of Republicans jumped along with the Democrats. Uh, and again, Congress has no authority defining marriage. The Supreme Court has no authority defining marriage. Marriage is between a male and a female, and that's that. Uh, anything else is wrong. It's ev- Not only is it wrong, it's evil. Okay, My, uh, my good friend uh, and my brother from another mother, Reverend Stevie Kraft, once said, and he, well, he says it a lot, he says evil, or I should say sin never levels off. So the problem is the minute the majority of the people accepted homosexuality is either a neutral thing or a positive thing. Everything else just seems to like slide downhill. That's when the, that's when the brakes or the, the emergency brake was taken off and that vehicle, but just started going downhill and gaining momentum. And the left knows that there was a book called after the ball. 
and uh, it was written by two homosexuals. And they basically said, when people shrug their shoulders at the homosexual, that's when we've won. And they can introduce everything else. Uh, but I think there's some good news here. I think they're overplaying their hand. And that's what happens when they, they get, you know, they're, they get so caught up in uh, what they're doing. They just get arrogant and not, nothing stopping us now. We can, everything goes. So any abomination, anything that's evil in the eyes of Christian America, we're going to, we're going to promote, we're going to crush them. And I think messing with the children, that's really what, it, it's too bad it takes this much. But uh, what you see with Bud Light, what you saw with Target, and uh, other uh, coals when they were trying to trying to uh, basically uh, promote homosexuality with children, sexualized children. That's when some parents uh, get enough is enough. Um, but what we really need, and it, it's one thing to be angry. We it, we need revival, and we I love to see some of these militant homosexuals come to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and uh, speak out against it. And there have been a number of people that have done this over the years. We just don't, you don't hear the message as much, but there's ministries that help people who've had this lifestyle to get out of this lifestyle. I should say to get out of the sin. That's what it is. It's sin, a lifestyle. You know, we look at alcoholism. You, it's Drinking isn't a sin, but abusing it is. And then it leads to a lifestyle where you, you're obsessed with that alcohol, that you live for that alcohol. Or if you become a drug addict, hey, you got a bad back, take a little pain, a relief. Next thing you know, you're addicted. Next thing you know, your whole life revolves around feeding that addiction. That's when it becomes a lifestyle. So, uh, or a death style. I think mean, that's really the right word for it. Uh, and I want to point out, I've read this on the air before. It was called The Gay Agenda. And uh, you can find it. Uh, you can go to our website, our blog, and just put in The Gay Agenda by Michael Swift and uh, find it for yourself. So I'm not going to read it at this point. But a little background, it was in 1988 or 89. My landlord at the time, uh, who was also a close friend, uh, showed me an article in the, I think it was a monthly publication of the Moral Majority, uh, led by Jerry Falwell, who went on to, well, I guess Liberty University was already going at the time. And uh, this this thing called the Gay Agenda was published in a newspaper, now defunct, called the Gay Community News in Boston. And it started off with, we will sodomize your sons, embols of your feeble masculinity. That was the beginning. And it got then it got worse. When I read this, I didn't believe it. I said, no, there's no way that, uh, I don't care, any newspaper would publish this, homosexual newspaper or not. So I actually called, I call. I went to the phone book. Those days you had phone books and there it was, Gay Community News. I called him and I, I'll never forget the conversation. It was a short conversation. The man called me, G, G, uh, Gay Community News. And I asked, I said, look, I just heard that there was something that you guys published, I don't ver 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 verify it. It was by this guy Michael Swift, and and it's interesting. He was very um, he didn't come out and arrogantly say yes, we published it. He was almost ashamed of it. And I said, are you trying to get more support for your cause? I said because I don't think by publishing stuff like this is really helping your cause. And uh, and that was that the newspaper is now defunct. But that and, and that was supposed to be. Um, what was it? Outre, outrage. It wasn't supposed to be taken serious. But if you look at it today, it looks like they, they didn't mention anything about transgenders in there. Uh, 
But you look at it today, you say, yep, there's, there's, you know, they're now promoting it everywhere. The Boy Scouts, uh, Congress, and, um, and they talk about revolution. And if you dare oppose it, we're going to destroy you. And, um, and that's what they do. And yeah, this one of these guys uh, on, on this Facebook page I was debating when he said something to the effect that, hey, you know, I don't care about what, about gay flag. And I said, you would care. I said, because you're not a threat or an opponent, the, the woke mob won't bother you. I said, but take a stance against it in your place of business and see if you're not fu- oh, boycotted or fired or, uh, or shunned. Or even uh, if you own a business and say, I won't, I won't put a two guys on, I won't, I'll bake a cake, but I'm not going to put any homosexual figures, two men in tuxedos and see what happens to you. Or if you have a a catering business and you won't cater a so-called homosexual wedding, you see uh, the woke mob will come out and destroy you. So yeah, it's just, it's not a question of just being acceptance. You've got to promote it or they will come after you. So that's what happens. And we need to push back, but we do need revival in this land. Uh, we need, re- because that's really all going to work. You can push back, you can pass laws, but in the end, you need, we need to have re- moral religious revival in this nation. And with that, well, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. And until next week, may God richly bless you. And may God have mercy on this once great country of ours.